calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to the Take 15 podcast. I'm Lauren Foster and this is the show where we bring you short conversations with some of the world's most thoughtful and accomplished people. This week, we're focusing on trust. Trust governs our lives. It is a central part of all our relationships from romance and business to politics. In all these situations, we have to trust in the outcome that things will go right. Trust is especially important in financial relationships. So what can investment professionals do right now to build trust with clients? How can they harness language to help grow, keep and optimize their businesses? To learn more, my colleague Bob Stammers sat down with Scott West, the head of Invesco Consulting, and Lisa King, their director of creative campaigns, to talk about their most recent research study, The Resilient Advisor, which looks at the importance of specific communication skills for building trust and maintaining clients. I hope you enjoy their conversation. Lisa King, Scott West, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Bob. Uh, so Lisa, you and I have known each other for a long time. We, for many years, have been trying to do some collaboration between CFA Institute and Invesco Consulting. Do you want to give our audience a little bit of information on what we've decided to do? Absolutely. It's been such an honor to, to partner with you on this because we see such synergy between the work that you're doing, particularly the work around trust, and then the research and particularly the engagement tools around soft skills that we really focus on within the Invesco Consulting Group. So it's been a real privilege. Since our audience may not be familiar with Invesco Consulting, can you give us a little bit of background into your organization and explain your mission and purpose? Sure. So Invesco Global Consulting, uh, fully owned by Invesco, the asset manager, a group of individuals really whose goal is to come to work every day trying to help advisors grow, keep, and optimize their business. Um, our organization is in six different countries and it's really based on primary proprietary research, which we're going to talk about today. Great. And is that at all part of your sales organization? Uh, it is integrated, but we really look and feel like an independent consulting organization with no bias. So we're really designed to help advisors optimize their practice. Great. So in consideration of the uncertainty and market volatility brought on by COVID-19, what should investment advisors be doing to maintain or build the trust level of clients? Well, there's so much they should be doing. And, and obviously communication is a key, and, and that almost goes without saying, except we saw a data point recently that suggested that 67% of clients have not had a meaningful contact with their advisor in the last three months, which in and of itself is staggering. And I think many advisors would say, well, I have called my clients. Uh, and, and that may be true. They have checked in. Uh, but we've long since got past, even in the last 12 weeks, what would be normally referred to as a checking call. And I would submit that if all you do now is check in with your clients, be prepared for some of those to check out. That we have to be very intentional and meaningful about the contacts we're making. So that means 
really accessing the client's needs and talking about what potentially could change or your value in this emerging market that we're all dealing with right now. So if communication is so important, should advisors have a plan and know what they're gonna say and impress on clients and reaching out and connecting with them? And what should advisors consider and make sure to cover when speaking with clients in this environment? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of successful advisors listening to us that have a, a fully baked plan and they're very successful doing it. I, I would just overlay on top of that some findings from our research. We have the, the largest study ever done on financial languages organically growing as we speak. And we identified back in 2007, four core, almost immutable principles. So those principles are, I'll start with the word P, we love alliterations. And you need to start by being personal, being plausible, being plain spoken, eradicating jargon where possible, and lastly, being positive, which is what we're gonna focus on today. So I would suggest that those are the hooks on, put, on, what, on, on, on top of which we hang our conversations, those four immutable Ps. Great, well, Lisa, since we don't have time to go through all the principles, is there one that you would like to provide greater detail on you think advisors should start using right away? There is, Bob. We really feel that the most important, the foundational, is the idea of being positive. And that's true during ordinary circumstances, and it's particularly true as we walk through volatility, as we're seeing right now with this extraordinary global event taking place. And so really the, the framing that I would offer around this is that clients view their financial professional as their financial leader. And as such, if we can provide a message of hope for them, it's very reassuring to them. It's very uh, kind of comforting that they've got an expert that can provide them some positive focus. So that's really where we would, would draw someone's attention as they start to get into this material. And in particular, this is really fascinating. We asked uh, clients if, if they could only focus on one, would they prefer to focus on maximizing gain or minimizing loss? And what they said, even in the depths of the Great Recession, because we've gone back a decade plus doing this research, they said that they really wanted to focus on maximizing gain. In fact, 69% of them said that that would be their primary objective. And it's fascinating because we had a chance to ask advisors, financial professionals, the same question, and they said just the opposite. Because, of course, being professionals and being insiders, they know the, the, the value of minimizing loss and the value of any portfolio. And 91% of the time, they said that they would focus on minimizing loss as the primary objective, that they could just focus on one. So we see this disconnect there. And really what we take away from that is that we need to remind ourselves inside the industry that we really need to never lose focus on the fact that our clients are really, really oriented toward maximizing gain. They, they're looking for the potential upside, and that's very important to them, even in the depth of difficulty. And there's one other thing that I'll, that I'll leave you with before we move on to our next point, which is that the sequence of those two ideas matters as well. And that if you're talking to a client about both the potential to seek gain, but also minimize loss, if you can order them in that order, lead with the upside potential, and then follow with that downside risk mitigation, we get a very strong, comfortable, and positive response from investors. 85% of the time, they responded very well to that order, leading with the potential gain, 
following with the information about mitigating risk. So that I would say is one of the very first ideas, the first actionable ideas around being positive is how do we talk to clients about the big picture objective? Right. Well, I can see why being positive is important, but you know, why should advisors, investment professionals be listening to you about this when, or instead of maybe what they hear from other investment professionals or other consultants? Well, first of all, Following up on what Lisa said of running positive, when we talk about being positive, we're not talking about some kind of bland or Pollyannish, it's all going to work out, head in the sand. These are principles that have been steeped in research. As I mentioned before, all of our work is based on actionable and tested research. Our partner has been Michael Maslansky and Partners. We have a 13-year relationship with them. We have done literally 61 instant emotional response dialing sessions around the world. And what that means is we've put 30 to 40 people behind one-way glass for three-hour sessions, and we've repeated that more than 60 times, and they watch actors read scripts, and they take this device about the size of an iPhone with a red knob in the middle, and they turn the dial to the right if they like what they hear, and the dials go up, and they turn the dial to the left if they don't like what they hear, and the dials go back and go down. And and we watch the aggregate scores. We're behind the one-way glass eating huge amounts of sushi, I might add, watching their emotional reaction to words. So what's interesting is there's no real debate about where this comes from. It starts at the investor level and works backward. And we've done 18 different studies. It spans all kinds of topics, whether it's alternatives, ETFs, uh, in, in the uh, 401k space, we've done all kinds of work on plan participation, one of our most recent programs called Priceless identified three significant cries of today's investor. So I would tell you that unlike most research you see, this is primary and proprietary at the investor level. So if investment professionals are able to attend your new sessions on the resilient uh, advisor or the resilient investment professional, what will they learn and why is building these skills so important right now? Well, there's a lot of information they can take away and we're going to talk about two actionable steps today. The first we already mentioned, as Lisa said, that there's a sequence to talking about investment strategy that you need to start with the upside followed by the downside. They're not mutually exclusive. We're not suggesting that risk mitigation is not a viable topic to be talking to clients about, but it's about the sequence. So that's actionable step number one. Actual step number two is really around how do you position yourself to both prospects to articulate your value, and then secondly, reinforce what you're doing from existing clients. So we have developed, and we saw this emerge in, in several dial sessions, this acronym to articulate four of the most positive words that our study revealed. And the acronym happens to be the word MAIN, M-A-I-N. So let's unpack this quickly. Uh, under M, we're talking about monitor, this collaborative oversight that advisors need to stress that they're engaged on a long-term plan that's personalized, responsive to change, and monitored often. We tested a half a dozen different statements and by a margin of 60%. This idea that incorporate the, world, the word monitor, which by the way was the strongest word in the phrase, has a lot of traction. So the first letter, uh, leads to monitor. The second letter, A, is all about the word adjust. 
And so we asked investors, which strategy do you have the most confidence in? And we asked it a number of different ways. Here's the strongest response. 70% said they wanted to hear that a particular strategy was, quote, grounded in long-term fundamentals with adjustments, there's that word, with adjustments for today's market. So uh, again, adding value to the relationship means monitoring the situation ongoingly, but it also means that things change. We have no idea what's going to happen. And so adjustments on the fly that are appropriate need to be communicated. So monitor, adjust, and Lisa, there's two more letters. Thanks, Scott. So picking up on inform, we asked investors what gave them most confidence, which phrases gave them most confidence. And what they said was they really liked the phrase, it's our job to inform you about risks in your portfolio and different approaches that we can take to manage them. And they liked that word inform much better than the alternative and the more commonly used educate. You know, we use that term quite a bit in our industry. And when we asked investors about that, what they said was that it felt a little bit condescending. It felt like we were, you know, positioning ourselves as the teachers and they're the students and they didn't react nearly as well to that as inform, which sounded much more like a word to be used among peers. So the I in Maine is the word inform. And then bringing us to the N, the N in Maine is the word navigate. And we found that investors responded incredibly well to the idea that we're going to help them navigate the risks and rewards of the markets so that they have a clear picture of what could happen. They liked the idea of having a co-navigator, of having an expert who could help them guide through the situation, particularly if it's volatile. And they liked, by the way, the idea that they had someone that would be uh, including them as an active participant. They did not want to be sitting in the back seat with a blindfold on. They wanted to be involved, and so the idea of a co-navigator was very attractive. So those four words together, of course, spell out the word main, monitor, adjust, inform, and navigate. And it's a convenient acronym to keep at the ready. Keep it by your computer, keep it by your phone, and use those words as words that can be kind of included, peppered into your client conversations, because they really are confidence boosters and cast a positive light over the conversation. Yeah, that's something I like about your uh, research. It's not overly theoretical, but very practical. And you always give people tools, uh, ways to remember what those action items are. So, so um, how can people get more information on your new research and about building resiliency and greater trust with clients? Well, I think the easiest way, of course, is our, our new collaboration, the work that we've been doing with you uh, around your trust study and coming in as a complement to all that you've researched and built as a, a set of uh, tools, as, a, as a, a toolkit that can be used very practically um, out in, in local chapters, out in the field. And this is something that uh, you can access really through both of our organizations, of course, Bob, on our end, if someone knows who their Invesco consultant is, please reach out to that person. If you're not sure and you're interested in bringing this in at a local or a chapter level, you can email one of our team members who's the spearhead on this named Chad Morgan. And his email address is chad.morgan at Invesco.com. And that's C-H-A-D dot Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N at Invesco.com. And Chad can direct you to the, the appropriate person to get this uh, going on a local level uh, for anyone who's interested. I want to make sure that, although we can't cover everything that's in uh, your new work, I just wanted to make sure that we talk about anything um, that 
practically advisors can use from this content. So what is the one thing you want listeners to remember from this? Well, that's a great question. There's probably four things and they all are the principles that start with P's. I would encourage you to dig deep into the research and understand what it means to be personal, to be plausible, to be plain spoken as, as we've talked today, to also be positive. And again, this is not about sprinkling words like magic dust and manipulating clients. We, we're not the exhaustive source for every word to use and every word to lose. But I think if you embed these principles in your communication, you will come up with your own words. And I'll leave you with that thought. I mean, words are important at any time. But when you go through times that like we're going through right now, I know many advisors would agree with me that there are times that they hang on every word, and these are those times. And so I'd leave you with this one final maxim. It's not what you say, it's what people hear. Great, thank you for that, Scott. So sadly, we have to leave it there. Lisa and Scott, it's been a real pleasure talking with you and getting more information about Invesco Consulting, the resilient investment professional, and your insights on how in this new normal, financial professionals can grow, keep, and optimize their businesses. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts and it helps others find the show. Also, a quick reminder, this podcast isn't intended to provide expert advice on the topics we covered. If you need tax, accounting, or legal advice, please consult a professional. I'm Lauren Foster. Thanks so much for listening.